Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Our special guest tonight, Teresa Reed, also known as the Tarot Lady, has been a full-time tarot card reader for close to 30 years. In addition to doing private tarot readings, teaching tarot classes, and speaking at tarot conferences when they had them, Teresa also runs a very popular website called thetarotlady.com, where she gives out advice, inspiration, and tips for tarot lovers of all experienced levels. Teresa, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. I am fascinated by tarot cards. You must have been, too. How'd you get into this? Well, I actually got into tarot quite by accident. I was a typical teenager trying to figure out who I was back in the 70s and 80s, and uh, a girlfriend's mother uh, actually did astrology, and she read my astrology chart. So uh, suddenly I got into it because it made so much sense to me at the time. And on one of these very rare outings to the mall, I was in the bookstore, and I was looking for an astrology book, and I saw a tarot deck, and... I had seen them in the movies, like most people, and I thought, on a whim, I'm going to take this this home with me, and I fell in love with them, and I've had a tarot deck in my hands ever since then, and that was 40 years ago. And it hasn't stopped since, has it? No. In fact, I have too many tarot decks now. <laughs> and they, the, the, the decks have how many cards in them, generally? Generally, the, a traditional deck has 78 cards in them, and there are... Newer decks where people might add extra cards, but a traditional deck is always 78 cards. And your new book just came out, right? It just came out about 24 hours ago. That's great timing. See, the tarot card said you were going to be on my show. Yes. <laughs> they predicted it. Was it difficult for you to read tarot cards? Did somebody have to teach you? Well, back in the day, remember, this is way before the Internet, and I grew up in a rural area, so there was no, there was nothing. I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have uh, access to, like, a lot of books. There was really no way to study. So I was pretty much on my own. And so learning in the beginning was challenging because of the lack of access. And also, the first tarot deck I picked up, which was the only deck in the store, was the Marseille deck, which is actually an incredibly difficult deck to start with. So you have to really want to learn if you are picking it up under those circumstances. The second deck I got was the Rider Waite Smith deck, which is the deck I still use to this day. Um, but that one spoke to me a lot uh, more clearly, like it does for most people, because the tips are illustrated. So it is an easier deck to read with, uh, but I started out the hardest way possible. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, in a rural area. Uh, it's no longer very rural, though. We have uh, suburbs out there, so it's grown up quite a bit from the time I was there as a child. How much of the tarot cards are your interpretation of what you pull? Um, well, here's how I like to explain it. When you're learning tarot, there are traditional meanings that anybody who wants to learn it should know those traditional meanings because they form the foundation. And they also, uh, they're like a a springboard for your intuition. So they, like a house, it's a really good solid foundation. But your intuition is what really um, creates like the decoration. It is what makes the flow happen. So you kind of have to have, I would say, 50-50. You have to have the knowledge. You have to understand what those cards mean. And you also have to have the ability to kind of intuit 
well, how are these cards going together? What does it mean for this particular person? For example, if you and I both had tarot readings and we both had the exact same cards in the exact same positions, it's still going to mean something very different for you than it does for me because hmm. we're not the same person and the reader has to be able to kind of determine what this might mean for you versus me. Could one be good, one be bad, same card? Yes. I like to say the cards are actually kind of neutral. You know, sometimes people look at the cards and like, oh, my goodness, I got the sun, which, by the way, is my favorite card because it's, uh, it's very positive and optimistic, but there's always a shadow side to the, every card. So the shadow side of the sun could be overly optimistic. It could be having a Pollyanna attitude, whereas some cards like the tower, which nobody ever likes to see, you know, it, it shows destruction, but... The positive side of the tower can indicate tearing something down that you've outgrown so you can build something new. So you have to really be able to look and see what does this card, again, mean to this particular situation and this particular person. And sometimes the scary cards aren't really scary. They're actually a good thing to see. They're a welcome uh, ally in your life. I was going to say, like, the death card is kind of freaky, isn't it? The death card gets a very bad reputation, and I blame it all on... Um, popular media. You know, every movie they'll have like uh, the reader pulls out the death card and they speak very ominously like, oh my God, you know, you're going to die, Mr. Bond. And that's not what the death card is about. The death card actually symbolizes a time where things in your life are, are transforming, some things are going by the wayside, there's something new on the horizon. It's a card that signifies a massive and very important change in your life. Now, the death card, exact, try, try to refresh my memory, Teresa, what does it look like? In the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it has a figure, a skeleton figure, actually, on a horse. And it kind of looks like that Skeletor figure from, uh, what is that show? I think it was uh, He-Man, whatever. <laughs> and he's got a big flag, and he's riding a white horse. And there's a sun rising in the background. And he's in armor, too, right? He's in armor, yeah. He's wearing black armor. And there's um, figures around him. There is a king that looks like he's um, dead. There is a pope that is begging. There's a woman who's, it looks like she's fainting, and there's a little child offering flowers to the figure on the horse. See, now, who wouldn't find that freaky? Well, a tarot reader doesn't. You know, we look at that very differently. We see it as something is coming to an end, out with the old, in with the new. But yet, to somebody who's new to tarot, it can be a very fearsome image. Just like, again, like the tower card, it's a very scary-looking image. But once you know the meanings, and again, you have to look at what the story is that the card is trying to tell, you might be looking at that completely differently. When you're doing readings for people face-to-face, who picks the cards, you or the individual? First of all, I do not do card readings face-to-face any longer. This climate, nobody does that uh, because it's too dangerous. Because of COVID? Because of COVID. But I stopped actually doing face-to-face readings a couple of years ago. Do you do Zoom and things like that? I don't like Zoom. I do it strictly over the phone, kind of like the way you and I are talking. And there's a reason why I do that. It's because I don't have any distractions. I find Zoom and actually in-person readings to be quite distracting. When I used to do readings in person... I would allow the other person to shuffle the cards, but once they shuffle and cut it, the deck is in my hands. I'm the one laying out the cards and looking at them. Interesting. Will you ever go back to in-person readings, ever? Oh, God, no. Never. That's it, Oh, huh? no. No, 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 no. Uh, it's just, you know, 
not just because of the COVID. It's just it's just not safe. And mm-hmm. so I prefer. I feel safer doing it over the phone. And also, again, it's less distracting. Sure. There's, there's not people running late to their appointment. Actually, doing it in person is kind of a hassle. But you're not saying, as a tarot reader, COVID is going to be with us until the end of time. No. Good. We'll be back to doing these readings again in person. In fact, there's a lot of readers who are still doing readings in person, but they have, like, some of them have plexiglass between them and the client, yeah. huh. and they have a face shield. And I'm sorry, but the idea of doing a reading like that and sitting six feet apart from somebody doesn't make sense. It's different. It sure is. Do you know Art Rosengarten? He is a colleague of mine. I do not know him very much, Great very guy. well, but I know Great. of him, of course. Good guy. He's uh, been a friend of ours for 20-some years, and uh, he understands tarot. He's uh, he's yes. pretty marvelous. That, that, he's quite knowledgeable. Yeah, it, it, it is. If you had a room of 10 tarot card readers, Teresa, in a room, mm-hmm. would they all come up with 10 different readings if they pulled cards? They might, yeah. Because here's why. People are going to always have their own way of delivering information. You know, they may still get, they may still come to the same conclusion or similar conclusions, or they might see something that the other reader's not seeing. <clears throat> so there's definitely going to be some um, variation. You know, and, and I always say, I always encourage readers when they're learning that you've got to develop your own tarot voice. I mean, if I'm doing a reading and trying to sound exactly like Art Rose Garden, for example, that's not going to be really intuitive. It's not going to be me. It's not like it's being channeled through me. Then it's me being like a tarot automaton. And I don't, I don't think that's a good idea for anybody. Uh, with students, I always say, okay, listen, here's some meanings, but please look at these cards. Tell me what you're seeing. Look at the story that's unfolding and tell it in your own voice. Are the readings also about events as opposed to an individual? You mean like world events? Yes. Oh, yes. And you want to hear something really interesting. I'd love to. Every time there's an election, it doesn't matter what side wins or loses. There are always the other side, the losing side, wants a reading. on. They're, they're assuming that their life is destroyed now, and they want to know if they're going to go on. Every single time, I always get these readings after an election where, I mean, you, you wouldn't believe it, it's really kind of funny, actually. It's like, no, your life is going to go on. You're going to be fine. You're going to have to maybe adjust a little bit, but you'll be fine. Will tarot predict things? Tarot can predict things, but prediction isn't a perfect science. I like to say that the cards, you know, uh, always tell the truth, but sometimes readers can be um, inaccurate in their delivery, like you might misinterpret something. But yes, they can, they can predict. And I mean, I've had many, many instances in my own life where I've you know, done readings for myself where they predicted things, and it's been very helpful. Teresa, would you say that you're psychic? I would. People are funny about the word psychic. Let's let's just talk about that. As soon as you say psychic, people have a misperception of it. Sometimes, assumed, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they assume not on this show. Believe me. But oh, uh, I, yeah, your show's like open to it. But a lot of people, when you say psychic, they're like, "Oh, well, tell me, you know." What's my middle name and what color underwear am I wearing? It's like, that's not how this works. You know, whether you call it psychic or intuition or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's the ability to channel information without facts. It's that feeling. So I would probably say, yeah, I'm psychic or intuitive or whatever you want to call it. But there's absolutely misconceptions about what that means. Intuitive sounds more scientific, doesn't it? It sounds more scientific, but I think it also is more palatable for people 
because, again, when they hear psychic, they have a misconception of it. And I think most people can find the word intuitive to be a little bit more acceptable. Have you ever used intuition for yourself? Oh, my God, yes. All the time, I bet. Well, one of my favorite stories about intuition, I pay attention to my gut. You know, there's a book called The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker, I think his name is, which is all about how your intuition is always trying to save your life. And in the book, they always talk about how a lot of people ignore it because they want to be nice. Well, many, many years ago when I was living in New York, there was somebody who was flirting with me. And, you know, he was a really friendly guy, et cetera, et cetera. And for some reason, I got a bad feeling about it. I wrote about this in my book. I got a bad feeling about it. I'm like, you know, this guy's really funny and all that, but something isn't right here. Did, you know, told, did you know him? Well, yeah, we were, we were people who would run into each other all the time. Ah, okay. And so it was always very friendly. He was always really sweet and, you know, not a bad-looking chap either, but something was off. So I'm like, no, 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 we're always going to just be friends. We're going to be friends. And he ended up doing um, a very, very gruesome murder. No way. Not, not, it was actually a very famous murder. And I can remember. Could I, you have I, been a, one of the victims? Had you dated him? Who knows? Oh, I my mean, God. It was, it was just a really freaky thing. But, you know, if you don't listen to your intuition, you can get into all kinds of situations. That's true. That are not good for you. And oftentimes, too, when you pay attention to your intuition, it can tell you when something is good for you, when you should follow that hunch. And so I'm a huge believer. When I get a sign or an omen or even sometimes I get dreams that are really pretty crazy, but I pay attention to it. I don't ignore it. I'm like, okay. Let's pay attention. Let's go with this. There's a reason why I'm feeling this. How often, Teresa, do you pull out the tarot cards for yourself? You know, I don't pull them out very often for myself. I would say maybe. Uh, I always do a yearly birthday reading for myself. I, I think it's the best time to do a reading, by the way, um, to just kind of get a feel for what the year is about. But sometimes if I'm having trouble sorting out a situation, like let's say my emotions are getting in the way, I'll toss some cards for myself to see, okay, let's look at, What's going on here? Let's see if I can reflect and find the truth of the situation. So, you know, I actually did a reading for myself today. So every once in a while I'll do it, but not, I don't, I'm not like going to those tarot cards for myself every day like, uh, like oh, my God, I've got to, you know, get a hit of a tarot reading. I don't think that's healthy. What do you think people come to you for generally? What do they want? Generally, people want to know what's ahead. They want to know... In, uh, and what kind of things, though? Like relationships, oh, jobs? Well, oh. love is always the most important topic. Is it? Oh, yes. And, um, but I actually work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who want to talk about business and money, and that's, I love those topics. That's smart. What about operations, medical operations and things like that? People um, will sometimes come to a tarot reader or an astrologer wanting to know about um, you know, health and as a tarot reader, you've got to be very mindful that you're not a doctor. And, you know, you, you can't be giving diagnosis or, or no, prescribe right. people treatment. I mean, you can't and, do and that. You, and you can't say this cures. Right. They don't like that. No. What I can do is I can look at the energy around the situation. Or if people are going into a surgery, maybe I might look at the astrology around the date to see what they need to know around that. But you can't, like... You've got to be very careful because you can get in a lot of trouble or you can send people down um, the wrong rabbit hole. I had a lady once years ago. She was always like kind of um, a strange woman, and she asked really strange questions, and she seemed like, like she was a little bit disturbed. So I was always trying to like tell her, you know, you've you got to get ground. You've got to take care of yourself, whatever. 
Well, one day she came for a reading. This was many years ago. And she said, I stopped seeing my psychiatrist, and I stopped taking all my meds because this tarot reading is helping me better than any. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Don't stop. Don't. And so I ended up, I had to fire her as a client. I said, you need to go back to your therapist. You need to go back on your meds. This is not a substitute for it. Uh, and that's the thing when you're a tarot reader or astrologer, or, you know, anyone who's doing this type of work, you have to be very conscious that you are affecting people's lives. Well, and, and, you know, it's not bad to go off your meds, but one, you need to do it with your doctor's support, and two, you got to do it like weaning. You just don't stop. Yes. It's dangerous. And the other thing is, you know, she was. it's not because of something I told her. She just assumed that, oh, this is more like therapy for me. And it's like, no, 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 this is not therapy. You need a therapist, a licensed therapist for what you need. And, you know, another reader might have, you know, maybe not thought that was a big deal, but... I'm all about responsibility, and you've got to be very, very mindful about um, when you're dealing with the public that people might take things the wrong way or get mad or make, make decisions that are not good like that. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.